Hi, everybody. I'm Pastor Larry Huck, and welcome to Standing with Israel on Charisma's Podcast Network. You know, standing with Israel is one of the most important things that you will ever do. And let me give you two reasons. Number one, as Paul said in the book of Ephesians, that the two shall become one new man. You and I are fulfilling Bible prophecy in tearing down the wall that divides Jews and Gentiles. The second thing is, by tearing down this wall and rebuilding the tabernacle of David in our hearts, we are preparing the world for the coming of the Messiah. Standing with Israel is the father of all blessings. So get ready for God's wisdom, favor, anointing, and blessing. Now let's get into today's. I think this is an amazing time on God's calendar. Now, let me say this again. When I first started writing this, we didn't have all the stuff going on with the virus and with the economy and the isolation and then the problems in the streets and everything. None of that was going on. But now when I look, we, I realize in ancient Hebrew, there's no word for. We need to realize when you see these things begin to happen, look up. For your redemption draweth nigh. I believe the Messiah could come today. But if he gives us some time, then there's the Bible promises us a great outpouring of signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of the Spirit, the supernatural, the power of the Holy Ghost. And God promises us an end time transfer of wealth. I believe in all my heart what we've seen the last four months is a wake-up call of God saying to the church, if you think this is crazy, you don't want to miss the rapture. Amen? Because we understand the judgment begins where? In the house of God. The coming of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. But he'll only come as a thief in the night to those who aren't paying attention. These are birth pangs. We're going to see great uh, prosperity. We're going to see great outpouring of God's spirit. We need to make sure that we don't forget what we just had a taste of. If you think the last four months was testing, you don't want to go through that multiplied for seven years. So we all want to make the rapture. Can I have an amen? Amen. We want to make sure we're serving God because the rapture is the judgment on the church. And we want to make sure that we're serving, we're saved, we're serving God. We're not lukewarm. We're not just going through the motions that when the rapture comes, we're all going together. We'll be in heaven and things will not be heavenly down here. So we want to make the rapture. Can I have an amen? amen? All right. First prophecy we looked at is the re-understanding or the rediscovery of Jesus as our Jewish Messiah. Now, when I was in Israel, I don't know, I, last time or two times ago, I, had a, I, was, an, I was asked to come as a pastor and uh, speak to, I think there was 28 or 30-something nations from mostly Europe and South America that were politicians. And I was asked to come as a, as a religious leader and talk to them about Bible prophecy concerning Israel. On the last day, we had the privilege of going in and meeting with Prime Minister Netanyahu. 
And uh, he opened it up for questions, and they were asking political questions, and it was a little bit uncomfortable in some of the questions that some of these European people were asking. Now, when I asked this question, he started talking about his father's best friend, that when him and his brother were children, and his father's best friend is a very, very famous man in Israel. He's long passed away now, and his name is Joseph Klausner. He's a teacher at the Hebrew University, almost became Israel's first uh, prime minister, first president, and he talked about these books, and this is an Orthodox Jew, and he wrote this book called Jesus, His Life and Times and Teachings. It says, Jesus was a Jew. And a Jew he remained till his last breath. His one idea was to implant within his nation the idea of the coming of the Messiah and by repentance and good works hasten the end of our age. And so the idea of Christians rediscovering the Jewishness of Jesus that Jesus wasn't blonde-haired, blue-eyed, wearing a long white Roman robe. Jesus was a rabbi. This has been uh, an extremely controversial, to say the least, subject. And yet the prophecies of old tell us that right before the coming of the Messiah, there would be amongst the church a rediscovering of the Jewishness of Jesus, that Jesus was born a Jew, he lived as a Jew, he taught as a Jew, he died as a Jew, he never stopped being Jewish. Now to us, that's a, that, well, yeah, of course, but to the world, this is a brand new revelation and it announces the soon coming of the Messiah. We are returning to our roots. The second prophecy is that the breaking of the curse, but there's been a sealing that has hindered the total outpouring of the blessing of God. Historians will tell you in the church, we have had a season of healing. We have a season of the Holy Spirit. We have a season of miracles. We have a season of prophecy. But the Bible says at the last days that all the gifts of the Spirit, all the anointing will be poured out upon the church. We look at the first church and we see the amazing things that happen, not only through Jesus, but through the apostles. But the Bible says the latter rain will be greater than the former. You look at every time America has forced Israel into giving up land for peace, we've had a disaster hit our nation. We need to understand, we need to quit allowing preachers to preach, and we need to quit saying, the Jews killed Jesus, the Jews killed Jesus. That the Jews did not kill Jesus. It was three or four corrupt politicians. And so we need to break the curse in order to receive the blessing by stop blaming the Jews for killing Jesus. Number three, if the Bible talks about the return. The return of Jews back to the nation of Israel. God said this would be a sign, a banner, a waving flag to the nations that God's word means what it says and says what it means. 
Everybody said it's impossible. There's no way it's never happened in history, never happened since. But God said one day the Jews from the four corners of the earth, not just from Egypt, but from the four corners of the earth would be brought back to the nation. No government, no land, no army, no language. And in 1948, it happened exactly the way God said it would happen. That happened in 1948, 1949. A generation, I believe, is those who were from that time they were born until the time they die as a generation. Some say 70 years, some say 80 years, some say 90 years. Let's say a generation, from generation to generation, from the birth to the end. And I think what we're seeing every day is shouting to us, wake up. I believe we're at the end of the generation. Can I have an amen? All right, so those are the, those are the uh, first three prophecies in in the word of god when the church began from the time of jesus and the apostles to to hundreds of years later people didn't have bibles but all of a sudden people got a bible and they started reading it and they realized that here's a bible prophecy that says the jews will return from the four corners of the earth to the land of israel And so they went to the church fathers who were now Gentiles, and they said, how come this hasn't happened? Everybody says it can't happen. And so they had to come up with a doctrine. Instead of waiting for the word of God to come true, they came up with a doctrine called replacement theology that churches this morning are still preaching. That we're the new Israel. We're the No, Paul the apostle to the Gentiles said, don't get caught up in pride. You're not the root. The church is grafted into the root. So when people talk about replacement theology, that we've replaced the Jews, that's false doctrine that happened hundreds of years after the resurrection of Jesus, and now we know why. The next prophecy we will look at is found first in Genesis chapter 12. And Hold your Bible up there, and then we'll go to Genesis 13. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, God says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your kindred, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, And I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Jump over to chapter 13, start with verse 14. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look to the place where you are northward, southward, eastward, westward, for all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. I looked up the word forever in Hebrew, and it means forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, aliyah. Come up, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. People are constantly saying that the Jews are occupying 
Palestine. There's a scripture that says a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. And we all understand that. You take one strand, you can snap it, take two. But you wrap three things together, that's not easily broken. But I want to look at three things that prove who the land belongs to. Years and years and years ago, I had a man fly into Dallas. He was a representative of the Pope. The Pope, not this current Pope, the Pope before, the Pope wants to meet you. And I said, why does he want to meet me? He said, well, he's heard what you teach. He heard your stand with Israel, and he'd like you to to come and and talk to him. And I said, no, I wish I wouldn't because maybe I could have had an influence. But I said, no, not until he stops calling Israel Palestine and starts calling it Israel. So the question comes up, who does the land of Israel belong to? God says, this is your land, and it is your land and your descendants forever. If God said it, that's what God means. This is your land. Even though Greece tried to occupy it and Rome tried to occupy it and the Ottomans tried to occupy it, this is your land and God gives the boundaries of that land. The second strand is a political strand. At the end of World War I, there were two meetings took place. One was called the Balfour Conference, and the other one was called the San Remus. Now, this is before the United Nations. Before the United Nations, we had the League of Nations. The Allied forces had just won the World War I. And so they met together, and they declared how the Mideast would be divided. They said, here's Syria, here's Jordan, here's Egypt, Here's uh, Lebanon, and here's the land for the Jews, which was then called Palestine. This is your land forever. Then the politician said, this is your land forever. So we have a two-stranded court. People are always saying, well, the Jews came in in 1948 and ran out the Palestinians. For 400 years, Palestine, Syria, all these Lebanon Uh, Jordan, all of these were run by the Ottoman Empire. The Ottomans are not Arabs. Up until 1917, 1920, the end of World War I, the Ottomans sided with uh, with Germany. They were defeated, and they said, we're going to come in and divide up amongst those. So it wasn't like, oh, all of a sudden, we give the land to the Jews and we're pushing out the Palestinians. It was run by the Ottomans. We have the League of Nations, we have the Balfour, we have the San Remus declaring that this land belongs to the Jewish people. Let me real quick give you a few facts concerning the land of Palestine. Thank you for listening to our Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck. We truly believe that building bridges between Christians and Jews is a sign of the end times and will prepare the world for the coming of the Messiah. If you would like to learn more about why we stand with Israel and at the same time be a blessing to the Jewish people, we encourage you to send for Pastor Larry's latest book, Seven Living Prophecies. It's an incredibly insightful and prophetic book that will lead you into the blessings of God and will send it to you for any size offering to our ministry. Your contribution will be used to support our charitable work in Israel, which includes supporting elderly Holocaust survivors and Project Aliyah, which brings the Jews home to their ancient homeland, Israel. 
to donate, please call us today at 1-800-204-6545 and speak with one of our helpful operators. You can also go to our website and make your donation at lhmpodcast.org. Again, please call 800-204-6545 or go to lhmpodcast.com to make your donation and request a copy of Pastor Larry's latest book, Seven Living Prophecies. Thanks for listening today.